Hello and welcome once again to Whispers in the Darkness, the podcast channel for the Out There Paranormal Group. And uh, whispering for you on this episode is uh, myself, Nigel, the lead investigator, and... And you might have come across me already. I'm Juliet, one of the psychic members of the group. And just to be slightly different on this occasion, we're not actually working from a script. So this is going to be slightly ad hoc, but you will get to actually listen to the real us, mm. if that makes sense. What do you say? Absolutely. I think that's the best way of doing it. This was actually my idea to ad-lib it because I know you like everything to be scripted. and <laughs> I do like I to know, be organised. I know you like your routine <laughs> and you like everything to be organised and, and I'm just Captain Chaos, but... Sometimes I just think it's quite nice just to, you know, go off grid a little bit. I'll agree with you there. We struggled a bit with the subject for this episode, but we've decided to just go down the what is the paranormal route. Mm, That is a very big question. It is a very, very big question indeed. So if we just look at the standard dictionary explanation for the word paranormal, Mm -hmm. it basically says impossible to explain by known natural forces or by science, which is... Not much for description, really, but it covers a whole multitude of things. So, what is the paranormal for you, Julia? Well, um, for me, the paranormal is something I cannot explain, naturally. When one talks about the paranormal, there's so many different opinions on it. I mean, we have active hauntings, we have residual hauntings. Um, One of my interests um, personally is quantum mechanics and the string theory where you look at parallel dimensions and different times coexisting at the same time. Maybe for a particular reason, unbeknown to us, you know, two dimensions just collide or overlap um, for a few minutes for a particular reason, and we're actually delving into another dimension, perhaps from the past or maybe even from the future. Perhaps, you know, intelligent hauntings, they're looking at us, wondering what the heck we are, just as we're looking at them, trying to work out what the heck they are. I mean, what do you think about that? It's an interesting thing. Um, I've heard it likened before to the universe has been like a line of washing, yeah. with sheets blowing on separate ones, and every so often the wind will blow the two together. Mm. And that touch is when you get a glimpse into that other dimension. And what they're saying is that we could be running in a parallel universe where we're the same people, yes, but doing things in a different universe. For instance, in this universe at the moment, we're just paranormal friends. That's right. But there could be another universe where we're more than paranormal friends. We could be in a relationship or married. Yeah. So it's very, very odd to look at it like that. And you're, what or you're even, saying is... Or even a parent-child relationship, something like that. That's you know, it, yeah. It could be anything. And what we're getting is that moment when the two dimensions touch is we're getting a glimpse into that other world. Mm. And like you said, we're seeing in there, they're looking back and looking at us. But it, it absolutely fascinates me why that happens, if it does happen. What is that wind making sure that those dimensions connect? Now, you see, <laughs> you're going to lose me here completely. It's a very complicated one. You could put it down to all sorts of different things. Um, it could just be, like you said, the way the quantum mechanics work or the theory itself works. It mm. could be 
uh, a higher being itself actually pushing those things together, which is where you fall into the sort of religious kind of side of things. Absolutely. So, yeah. Or dark matter. Yeah. What is dark matter? Indeed. It's all around us. Or it could be a perfectly simple explanation, mm-hmm. like maybe what we are encountering when we come across these spirits, that's a word we use to describe them, is perhaps they are just the disembodied souls from dead people. It could well be. I mean, there's certainly been evidence that's been put out there of bodies being, you know, considerably lighter in weight um, when they've died and the spirit has passed. It's that classic 21 grams, aren't you? Yeah. The, the guy had and the person dying, had the special bed made, and when the person had died, he weighed him, and there were 21 grams less weight after they'd passed. So it was that the weight of their soul? Exactly. And there was also supposed to be, in Russia, a scientist that photographed um, supposedly the human soul leaving the body as well and captured it on camera. It's another way there's... Um, whether that falls into the field of what they call a Kirillian, Kirillian photography, very difficult word to say, <laughs> Kirillian photography, where they've been taking photos of uh, natural objects yeah. and there's an aura surrounding them. Mm-hmm. And there's classic ones that have taken a photo of a leaf and they've broken a bit of, the, bit of the leaf off. And where the aura's around the outside, the bit where it's broken off, the aura's died and gone away. You so, see, that's, it, there's got to be something in it. We are really winging it on the out there side of it out there but I mean this the thing is that I'm seeing now as is the more that we progress with our technology the more apparent it's becoming that there is something going on you know we I I don't I mean you know I believe that we don't just die based on the experiences that I've had ever since I was five years old you know I can absolutely you know, pretty much guarantee that something happens after death. It must be very difficult for people to understand that don't have those experiences. And to be perfectly honest, if I didn't have the experiences I have, I wouldn't believe that, you know, something happens with the soul um, after we pass. Now, as you may know, I am the self-titled sceptic of the group, but uh, recent experiences have made me really look quite closely at uh, the level of my scepticism, as uh, you well know. Indeed. Mm. So let's talk about a recent investigation we had. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those strange experiences where it just came completely out of nowhere. Um, you start the tale by telling about your dinner party and your trip out with your friends. Okay, I was invited out with friends to a dinner party, as Nigel has just said. And after dinner, we they were quite interested in what I do and my psychic side. And they said, oh, we know about an old airfield. Um, would you like to come along and have a look at it and see what you pick up? And of course, I leapt at the chance because I love doing what I do. You know, it's in my blood. It's a huge passion of mine. So we set off in the car about half past 11, 12 o'clock at night. And we came to a bit of concrete in the middle of nowhere. And straight away, I started picking things up straight away. It was, you know, um, old airmen, all kinds of things. I, I was seeing people sensing things pretty much straight away. It was a very interesting night. 
I did actually have my K2 meter with me um, because we went via my house to pick up some kit. Didn't have much with me, but I had a K2 and the K2 was was flashing and going pretty crazy. Um, you know, mobile phones and things were not on or near me. So it wasn't anything to do with that. I have to confess here, it's going to sound very, very strange. Um, I was going to talk to Julia and I wonder where she was. So she's on Find a Friend on my phone and... I looked to find a friend and she's out in the middle of nowhere. I'm thinking, what the <laughs> hell is she doing out there? But it's pretty obvious that you're actually out there doing that investigation. And you were very excited about the whole thing because we spoke the next day yeah. and you were so keen. We just had to go back. We had I, to just, go back. I just said to you, I, you need to come along and have a look at this place. Yeah. You know, I, I was desperate to get back there and do a real thorough investigation. You weren't entirely certain where it was, but you gave me a rough idea. Mm. So I did a bit of research and I located the place. And it's an old um, American Air Force base at D from Green. It's actually number station 142 because all the American bases were given numbers. And this is the one we were looking at. So on Friday the 31st of July, we packed all our kit into the car and away we went. And well... What can we say? Possibly one of the best investigations we've ever done. I think it was, you know. Incredible. I mean, the amount of things that happened on that investigation, it blew my mind. And it was such a surreal experience because there was nothing there. What fascinated me was the fact you were seeing things as well. I don't experience things. I am psychically, I'm a house brick. Uh, it's what I like to say. People say I'm empathic. It's yeah. a word I can't say because. Mm-hmm. But um, this occasion, I started to experience some very strange things, and I wonder whether or not it was coming from you. Yeah, it's the theory. It's possible, I guess. Yeah, because it was so intense on the night what you were experiencing, and I wonder whether some of that came across to me as well. Yeah, but there was also the shadows that appeared in front of the car. I mean, yeah. you know, that <laughs> just, I mean, uh, what was that? There are some things you just think to yourself, what the hell is this? And honestly, we we tried really hard on the night to debunk it. Yeah. Um, we were convinced to start with there was insects in front of the uh, headlights. Mm-hmm. But uh, on going out and investigating that aspect, we saw insects in front of the lights that were showing those shadows. The shadows had different form and shape to them, the things that they were doing. It was almost like a play being acted out in front of us. It really was, wasn't Through it? the shadows. Mm. Some of them span around like slowly rotating propeller blades. Mm-hmm. Other ones whizzed past like people dashing past It us. did. It looked like somebody walking. It did, yeah. It, the first one that went past went from one side to the other. And yeah. it was a figure walking in the road, which drew our attention to it. And what was the road before it was a road? It was the runway. It was the runway for Deepham Green. They've actually laid a tarmac road right across the top of what was the old main runway. That's amazing, where they flew the B-17s. That's right. Out on missions across Hitler's Third Reich, where quite a few of them wouldn't come back. It was such an intense experience to investigate over Deepham, and we had to return for a second visit Mainly because? Because I picked up on some airmen that needed our help. 
And it was on this uh, second visit, the return investigation that we did, that I really honestly can say my opinions about certain things changed because I had some very, very compelling experiences on that night. Do you want to take up what was going on, Julia, on the second visit? Let's all run through exactly what was going on there. The second visit. The second visit, yeah. Our return. Our return to the site, yeah. Again, we returned to the site and again, um, I was picking up on the same people. Um, the equipment, again, um, was fluctuating. For me, that is indicative that something is going on within the environment. And, um, you know, on our previous visit, we had... Um, on the spirit box help us didn't we yeah help us stay and help us yeah yeah so again um when we went back i was picking up on the fact that this set of people needed help now originally i thought it was just one person we got the guy steve i yeah i thought it was just steve who i picked up on the gunner But it wasn't. Um, As soon as I started tuning in, I suddenly realised that it wasn't just Steve. There appeared to be a good eight or ten men alongside Steve. Now, the figure here, the important figure here is the figure ten, because ten is a standard crew for a B-17 flying fortress. And we were thinking on the night maybe that we'd got Steve along with his crew. He'd come through with initial contact. And the rest of the crew then turned up waiting for us to try and help them. Mm. We had the spirit box running at the same time and it kept saying skip, skip, skip. And for a minute I thought it was just another name. But then on hindsight and talking to other people on my Facebook group, we suddenly realised that actually skip was the name they gave to the pilot who was in charge of the crew. And it sounded very much like they were questioning dinner. The voice was sort of saying skip, like... What do we do? What do we do? Mm. What's going on? Do we do what the lady's saying? Mm. Because at the time you were trying to cross them over, which is what we intended to do when we went back on the second visit. Yeah, I mean, the thing for me, when I know I've crossed uh, someone over, I actually tend to see a flash of light when they go. Um, And things for me then tend to be very, very quiet. Now, when I crossed Steve over, I saw that flash and what happened? I honestly, I, I have never, ever, I've not been an experienced crossing over before. It's not something that I've ever done with groups. So this was the first time I'd experienced it. But I saw that flash and it was the most surreal experience because it was there. It was like this flash of light and there was this really sort of sense of calm that came with it. And the thing that got me was when the first light went off and the flash went off I could then feel people brushing past me I stood there and I was just slightly to one side of Julianne and she she'd opened up a portal to cross them over and I could feel people brushing past me like people were walking past me towards the light that you'd opened up how did that feel for you because that is something that goes against you know kind of what you believe in because you are not psychic I mean, I don't, I like, I like to believe that there is, I yeah. like to believe in the paranormal experience that I've had and I like to question it. Mm. And that goes against all my beliefs because I'll be just saying, ah, 
okay, I confess, in the past I thought the spiritual side, the psychic side is just mumbo-jumbo. Yeah. But this occasion, you cannot deny the experience. It was the most amazing thing. Mm. And it was the sense of then coming past. And you, you, you picked up on the emotion as well. It was like a relief. Yeah. And a strange kind of joy as they came past. It sounds really, really sort of weird to be saying it, but it's what it felt like, and it was really quite intense. Mm. So intense that I actually cried. Yeah. And I, I honestly, you can't really sort of explain the experience. It was just, I, you know, I've never experienced anything like it. I've been on a lot of investigations, but I've never experienced anything quite as moving as that. It really is very moving, especially when you know what these men went through, the trauma that these poor men went through. And it's almost like for so many years they've been stuck in limbo, just stuck there, you know, wherever they are. I mean, none of us really know where they are. And for me, doing this work that we do in Out There Paranormal, I love the opportunity of... For me, it's not just about, oh, look, everybody, look, fans, this is where we're going. For me, this is about helping spirit and families as well. And if spirit gets stuck, putting them on the right path to be where they need to be and, you know, helping families connect as well with spirit and and just remembering the historical side of, of things that have been long forgotten. You know, the airfield, for example, most of it now has been ripped up and destroyed. It's really, really very sad to go. We went there and looked and there was a massive pile of rubble. I found out recently that the land had been sold again to someone else and he decided to rip it all up, <sighs> which is just awful because it is so sad that eventually there's going to be nothing left there. So we've recorded what was there we've recorded our experiences and yeah. we've talked a little bit about the bomb group the 452nd bomb group that was stationed there and the fact that we've recorded it and put it all down on video and shared it it's important that we do these things it's important that we don't forget exactly what sacrifices these very young men made people sort of think oh just forget about the american contribution they're just a few yanks that came over and did this 411, I do believe, is the total. Might be 441, some of that. Young men died from this base, went flying out on missions, never came back home again. That's a huge amount of loss. And when you consider that these guys range from the age of 19 to 25, mm. average age of about 22, 23, it is completely awful. And that's just one airbase. That's why we need to tell these stories so they don't get forgotten. There is a small memorial um, at Defum Green where you can go and visit, but most of the airfield now has gone. Um, but the history, we want people to remember. It's not about all about hauntings and the paranormal and, and all this. It's also about, you know, paying our respect and educating people on a little bit of the history to the site as well which is why we've suddenly got this, I don't know, you could call it strange fascination. It's not really a fascination. It's the fact that suddenly our eyes have been opened to yeah. all these sites that are there. Absolutely, and but we want to do many more of them too. There are so many. We went out the other Friday morning to look at a ruined church at Tivitshaw. On the way, we drove past Tibbenham, 
another American Air Force base. Yeah. Old Buckingham, another American Air Force base. There's so many out there. We went and had a McDonald's and we finished and we drove to Snetterton. Don't tell everybody we had a McDonald's. It's naughty. We didn't really. We didn't know. No, we didn't really. We thought about it and we we actually drove over to Snetterton, the uh, (laughs) race circuit. Another former American yeah. Air Base. If you haven't checked out our videos already, do um, head over to our channel, um, Out There Paranormal, on YouTube because we really have got some good stuff on there. We have. Um, I have to say, I work very hard at the videos that I do. You um, do, and they're yeah. very good, Nigel. I have to say, they're really good. But Defum is, I, I don't know, it's its a masterpiece of a video, if I dare to say it. It is, Because yeah. it... it gets you in so many ways it tells the story it does and it's really nice to be able to tell that story and we've thought long and hard about what we wanted to include in it and we've touched on as much as we can i currently work on the second video because you need to try and explain the experiences that we had there because we couldn't cover it all in one video yeah but it really does look at the base look at the guys that serve there look at these strange experiences that we had it's a whole collection of things and I thoroughly enjoyed doing it. It was amazing. I mean, when I picked up on Steve and you went away and did your research and then you showed me photographs of the gentleman concerned, I I burst into tears because for me it just brought it home to me that these are amazing men that were there and, you know, I mean, obviously we didn't publish any of these real photographs of, of people that I picked up on the out of respect for family members that could, you know, still be alive. And, you know, we have to think about how people would want that information to be received as well. So we left it out of the video. Yeah. But it's the pieces all fitted together. Mm. That's the scary thing about it. Um, a lot of time uh, sceptics will go back and say it's just coincidence yeah, you've but got, we welcome that. I'm, I'm quite happy name. for that. Yeah, we, 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 we want people to question everything Absolutely. that we do. We want you to yeah. look at what we do and say, well, I think it's this, I'm not sure it could be that. Mm. Because questioning and trying to debunk is something that you should be doing with all paranormal things. Sure. You could say it was just coincidence that we got the name Steve. Oh, it's a very common name. It's not that common. Okay. That... that I looked through those airbase records and there weren't very many Steves. That's interesting because I thought it would have been quite a common name. name. Yeah, but it wasn't. Mm. The thing that got us was the fact that we'd asked him. um, A lot of these things we were doing using the spirit box, which is another piece of equipment. That's That's controversial. Controversial, again, because people could just say, it's just random chat from radio stations and auditory apophenia will make you put words in that you want to hear. Yeah. But... We didn't go out there with the intention of wanting to hear someone keep going, Steve, Steve, Steve. And it was very, very clear. Very, very clear that it was the name Steve. Mm. We also didn't go through saying they're going to get him, saying that he was air crew. Mm. Okay. We also weren't a coincidence that you picked up on the fact that he was an engineer. Yeah. Because everything then that I researched afterwards fitted. And I described him as well. Full description of the guy, mm. and you even describe what he was wearing, and yeah. we have an image of him wearing what you described him wearing, which is really quite frightening. That's why I found it quite upsetting when yeah. you showed me. He was there. Him. It was the person that you experienced on the night standing there looking at you. A gentleman that probably didn't come back from a bomb run. And 
I researched him, I found him in his final year at school, I found his picture in the yearbook at the school, I found out his date that he joined the American Army Air Force, I found out where he came from in the States. He was 22 years old. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? 22. Incredible. Mm. Absolutely incredible. And to think that he was there. There, in that field in the middle of nowhere, where we stood one hot night in July and just listened to him tell us what was going on and experienced those strange things that happened on that night. That's the amazing. Yeah. Which is why we are going to go back and we're going to look at an awful lot more mm. of these airfields to see what else we can pick up. And we're going to tell the stories of the other bomb groups as well. Absolutely. Because some of the stories they can tell are pretty amazing. And they need to be told. They do need to be told. So there you have it. Probably a much more personal view than you would normally get from us. Um because of the intense experiences we had when we did this investigation. But um, for me, the paranormal is something that I just really enjoy, something that I'm really fascinated in. And it isn't just the aspect, like Juliet was saying, of, oh, you know, there's a ghost, there's something scary, woo, let's run around. I love to look at the history behind it. I love to look at the human side of things. I love to look at the reasons why there could be something there, what's going on. And I think it's important that we share all of this. What do you say? I completely agree. And to tell the stories of people long forgotten, you know, bringing back that little piece of history that, you know, many of us have after generations have moved on and they've disappeared and, and melted into, you know, a thought process long gone. And we really hope we can have a lot more of these stories to tell you. We're actively looking at various different places we can go to. Um, I have another airbase lined up, and this one's a little more exciting because there's more of it left, including Ooh. the control tower. I'm intrigued. I can't tell you where it is. <laughs> you know the rules. I can't oh. say anything. Um, we recently ran a poll on our Facebook group saying to people, oh, where would you like us to go next? Just to give them a chance to sort of throw us in the direction of something different. And we yeah. gave them lots of options. Where did they send us? A haunted church. That's it. <laughs> Ruined church is where they wanted us to go. And we ended up going to Tivichal. We did, St Mary's and Tivichal. But, you know, that will be a whole other podcast. We will talk you through that one because it's incredibly interesting. Another interesting we were one. going to cover it on this podcast, but so much happened. I think it'd be better to cover it in a whole new one. What we'll do you do think? That. Indeed, I think that's probably a good idea. Mm. So, that's probably all from us on this podcast. Something a little bit different, something a bit more rambly, perhaps. <laughs> a bit more ad hoc than we normally do. <laughs> if you're very, very interested in what we do, then may I direct you towards www.outtheregroup.net, which is our website where we have all our investigations documented under the investigations tab. You can go and have a look and see everything we've done and uh, enjoy. There's some really good stuff on there. Photo galleries, other little bits of experiences that we've had as well. We also have quite an active blog on there, so you might want to go and have a look at that too. And if there's anything you want to talk to us about or any investigations, please feel free just to drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. 
And if you're active on social media, you can go and hunt us down on various different sites. They're all listed on the website too, but we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the usual places. (laughs) Anyway, I think it's time we signed off. Thank you very much for listening to us once again. So it's uh, time to say goodbye. Goodbye. This is how surreal our experiences can be sometimes. We're quite merely recording away here on our podcast and we were playing it back just a few minutes ago to listen through and there is the weirdest sound in the middle of it. Something like this. We have no idea how it happened. That is the strangest thing because, I mean, we are sat right next to the mic. Either side. And we're nowhere near the mic to be able to touch it. And And yet... Something has actually come up. We've got a, a pop filter in front of it to sort of deaden some of the noise out. And the noise I just made was something tapping the pop filter. So something has come between me and Juliet while we're recording here in her house. How strange. Tapped on the pop filter. I tell you, it always happens with us. It's so weird. Even when we're not investigating, something happens. Something weird. Go figure. What do you think it is, guys? Let us know. Yes, we have absolutely no idea. (laughs)